0: This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
1: I was watching Craig Council during this game very closely. You know, I usually watch him very closely. I usually pay attention to the dugout. Anytime they pan over to Craig Council... Try to get a read on his body language or his facial expressions. He looked like he needed a cigarette today, folks. I, every time they panned over and they showed Craig in the dugout, he just had this look on his face like, God bless America. He's like, I need to be home. Like, I'm excited to go home, talk to no one. Like, he just looked fed up today. As soon as the Brewers got a little bit of breathing room, Christian Yelich hit that three run homer and. They put up a four spot in the fifth inning. Craig was like, all right, Jason, thank God. I don't have to walk this tightrope that's uh, bullpen management. You know how exhausting it's got to be to be a major league baseball manager managing in one or two run games day after day after day after day. Like feeling if you just slip up just a little bit, everything comes crashing down, lose the game. That's the the type of game that Craig Council has really been managing ever since last Friday night when he brought in Matt Bush. That fateful Friday night game on Apple TV Plus against the Pirates. Craig Council's like, I I don't need this. Get me a cigarette. I actually, we don't normally listen to post-game press conferences on the show, at least not Brewers post-game press conferences. But I'm looking up at the TV right now. I see Craig speaking with the media. As soon as that goes up, I want to listen to it because I'm just trying to, again, read his facial expression here as I get the show started. But he looks like, I need a night off. I am... I'm very excited to get home and be removed from this series that was, I mean, it was separated by, forget runs, this series was separated by inches from one inning to the next, from one game to the next. This is as close of a series as you can have and feel like the Brewers could have won all the games, feel like the Cubs could have won all the games. It's probably fair and square that both of these teams split two games apiece in a four game series. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I hope you had an opportunity to at least pay attention to the Brewer game this afternoon. Maybe you're not like me and you were just sitting at work watching it because I guess in some weird way, it's my job to sit here and watch the Brewer game. But I was sitting here watching and I'm like, I really don't want to talk about another loss because they lost the other day. Jason Lane made some, you know, mistakes. I didn't have a problem with the send calls, but I know a lot of people did and it was exhausting to talk about. And then the Brewers blow a game. Devin Williams blows a game last night. I didn't want to come in here and talk about yet another loss on top of the Devin Williams blown save and then a game that they would have lost this afternoon. I'm glad that they won today because I have plenty of positive th- things to say about the Brewers right now, but it's hard to keep saying positive things about the Brewers if they were to lose, you know, three in a row against the, the Cubs, especially, especially the amount of Cubs fans that are in American Family Field. If you want to text or call the show tonight, I would love to have you 608-796-2 or excuse me, 608 321 1670. I got my phone numbers messed up. 608-321-1670. And I'm on Twitter always at Wisco Grant. And I guess I made a thread, what's it called? Threads. I did that last night because it seems like something that I have to do. Uh I haven't posted on it. I'm gonna give it a couple days, make sure everyone doesn't give up on it before I actually start. <laughs> or I actually start putting in effort. But I am on Twitter and on threads at Wisco Grant. What do you know? Brand new social media platform popped up since we wrapped up the show last night. I got home around, I don't know, 7 o'clock. I'm like, oh, everyone's joining this. So a lot's happened in the last 24 hours, including a Brewer's loss last night, which we'll talk about, and a Brewer's win today. I'm not sure what to make of Freddy Peralta. Let's start with Freddy Peralta first and foremost. He went five and a third and gave up three runs. And part of me wants to complain about Freddy Peralta going five and a third. And giving up three runs. I know that's not a bad start. I don't know if it qualifies as a quality start. I can't remember. Is a quality start six innings and, and less than three runs? Or at the very least, he pitched into the sixth and put himself in the spot to at least be the pitcher of record, right? Anytime you can get five plus innings from a starting pitcher, you'll take it. Anytime you can get three runs or less scored against your starting pitcher, you'll take it. The frustrating thing is, and this is what I have coined the Peralta problem, and this is something that we're going to have to work through the rest of the season as we watch Freddie Peralta pitch. Freddy Peralta had his A++ plus stuff today. He was on his game. He had 28 whiffs, so 28 times a hitter attempted to swing and 28 times a hitter missed. That was Freddie Peralta's career high, and that was the fifth most in any start this year in Major League Baseball. It was unbelievable getting swings and misses. He also had 10 strikeouts. So Freddie Peralta came into today's game, got as many swings and misses as he's ever got, got double-digit strikeouts. He had his A++++ stuff. And what did it get him? What did it get the Brewers? Got the Brewers five and a third and three runs. That's as good as Freddie can be. And it got the Brewers less than six innings, and three Cubs runs. Whereas if Freddy Peralta is going to come in and have his best stuff, he's going to be elite. He's going to be fantastically. His ball, fastball is going to be moving, and he's going to be locating pitches. Ten strikeouts. Man, I want six. I want seven. I want eight innings. I want no runs. Maybe one run. Maybe two. This is the Peralta problem. And we're seeing this all too often with Freddie is he'll pitch really good and he'll have really good stuff and it won't amount to anything at the pay window, as you could say, right? In the scorebook, it doesn't matter how many whiffs, doesn't matter how many strikeouts, five and a third and three runs. Not great, not horrible, but a lot better than you'd expect for a player that really had his best stuff today. It'd be like this. It'd be like if I got nine hours of sleep And I ate a balanced breakfast, and I got to work thirty minutes early, and I packed a healthy lunch, and I I brought a traveler cup of coffee, and then four or five o'clock rolls around, and my boss says, "Hey, what'd you get done today?" I say, oh, I um, I answer a few emails, not not all not all the email, but I I made a good dent in." and answering emails. It's like, wait, wait, wait. If you get nine hours of sleep and you you prepare a balanced breakfast and you get to work early and you bring a lunch and you bring coffee and you're feeling good, you, you got to get more done than answer a couple of emails. Let's 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 attack those forms that have been sitting on the corner of the desk. You tell me you're going to get those done for a couple of weeks. Why not today? All right, let's book some guests. Now I'm talking specifically about my job, I guess. Let's book some guests for next week. We're filling in for Bill Michaels 10 to 2. That's a lot of time. It's the all-star break. You didn't book any guests? No, you, oh, You answered emails. Okay. So then my boss should be thinking, well, what is this guy like when he doesn't get a good night of sleep and he doesn't have a balanced breakfast and he doesn't get to work early? What kind of work is he going to do then? Freddie Peralta got his good night's sleep. You know what he had? He had had an omelet, a little Greek yogurt, some fruit, a little sugar, a little protein, no carbs, right? Like Freddie Peralta showed up correct. He came correct to the ballpark today. And it didn't really amount to much, and I'm not dumping on the Brewers and their effort today. And I'm not trying to be Johnny Raincloud. I'm just telling you what I wrote down during the game. I'm telling you what I tweeted about, what I saw. This is the Peralta problem. If Freddie Peralta is going to show up with his A game, I want it to amount to a little bit more than what we got today. But I don't want to be a complainer. The Brewers won a really fun game, and and we're able to split the series after a gut punch of a loss last night, and I realized that Christian Yelich hit a three-run home run. I realized that Victor Caratini hit a solo shot. That was ultimately the difference in this game. But I want to talk about small ball just a little bit. I just a little bit I want to talk about small ball because I hear a lot of callers to the morning show over the line. I heard a caller today call Bill Michaels. Slam the Brewers. Rival of this team. I was playing for launch angle. Back in my day, I didn't even know what launch angle was. Right? This team, they're always playing for the beginning. They're always playing for the home run. They can't manufacture a run. And they can't move a runner over. And no one could drop down a bunt. I hear this all the time. And there's this perception about the Brewers that it's 2011. right? It's Prince Fielder and Ryan Braun and Casey McGee and Ricky Weeks. And they're just jacking for the fence every it bat. Well, this team can't play small ball. Ah, it's been this way my whole life. Well, plenty of teams during my lifetime, have been unable to play small ball. Absolutely. And this Brewers team, at times, has struggled this year with playing small ball. But this week, the Brewers have done an outstanding job manufacturing runs, getting runners on base, moving the runners over, moving the runners over again, getting the runners in. Brewers have been great this week. And I I guess I just wonder, like, people not watching? You know, watching the games because I understand a lot of people that well. I don't have cable. I got rid of cable five years ago. I haven't watched a Brewer game in five years. That's like okay. Well, then why are you? Do you even know? Or are you watching? Are you paying attention? This Brewers team is actually doing a really good job playing small ball, and it's because of guys that we talked about yesterday, like Ramiel Tapia. It was again, Ramiel Tapia comes into the box every at bat with a pretty clear idea of what he wants to do. He looks like a guy who's up there with a plan. And maybe it doesn't always result in a hit, but I can always watch Ramiel Tapia hit and go. Oh, I see. I see what you're trying to do there. I see what you're going for. Maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't pull it off. Maybe you didn't get done. But you're not just up there swinging, just eyes closed, just giving her all you got. Like you're not just swinging for the fence. Ramiel Tapia goes up there, gets in the box, and it's clear he's trying to shoot one down the left field line. He's trying to plop one into right field where there's a, a hole in between the infielder and the outfield. It's very clear. That's a really nice trait to have in a hitter. That's a really good hitter to have in this Brewers lineup. Really productive. He started a a rally today in the bottom of the fifth. And the inning ended with Christian Yelich hitting a three-run homer, but the inning started with Ramiel Tapia singling, then stealing. Then Joey Weimer knocked him in with a single. That's manufacturing a run. That's playing small ball. Willie Adamas had a sacrifice fly RBI. Christian Yelich gets on with a walk steals second base, moves over to third when the ball gets kicked around into center field. Willie Adamas elevates the ball and gets Christian Yelich in. Right? I hear so many calls. And I listened to, like, he was referenced today on the Bill Michaels show. I, he works for a competing station, I, I guess. His name's Tim Allen, right? Tim Allen. You know Tim Allen. He's done post game shows for the Brewers forever. I listened to his post game show on the night of the 4th of July, and it was just bitch, 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 pitch about how Craig Council won't play for just one run and how the Brewers can't, manufacturer run they can't get a guy get a guy on get him over Move in. i'm watching this team play small ball really well they were down six runs the other night they came back tied it up and won without hitting a single home run on the fourth of july they were down four runs two different times came back into that game without ever hitting a home run this is not a swing for the fences team i also don't think they're the best offensive team but when they're playing well they're active on the base paths. They put the ball in play. They're good situational hitters. Ramiel Tapia and William Contreras, two guys specifically I talked about yesterday. This is a Brewers team that can play a little pepper. And if Christian Yelich can find that home run stroke and Willie Adamas can find his home run stroke. And maybe the brewers acquire an honest to god, you know, goodness, adult first baseman that can hit for a little power. Well, then yin and the yang, you get a little bounce, a little sweet and salty. But they're doing a really good job manufacturing runs and I'm not sure that a lot of brewers fans are giving them credit for doing that. So I wanted to talk about that to start tonight's show. I want to get to some NBA stories tonight whenever we get there we get there i do have some thoughts on the packers if we get there we get there if not i'll talk about it tomorrow i have no problem skipping the packers let's talk more brewers talk more bucks and get to some of your and calls 608-321-1670 i'm on twitter at wisco grant wisco sports show back in three
0: minutes this is the wisco sports show with grant bills on the wisconsin sports zone radio network
1: Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Appreciate you listening this afternoon. Awesome Brewers game if you were listening or maybe you were watching at work. You know, back when the Cubs were competitive and the Brewers were competitive, although the Brewers have kind of been competitive throughout this whole last four or five year window, the Cubs have been kind of the anti-Brewers. They went all in in 2015, 2016, 2017, and then they kind of went all out and they stripped it all down. So the Brewers and the Cubs, for a couple of years, you know, 2017, 2018, they were both going all the way in. And then the Cubs backed off a little bit. And what I used to say when the Cubs and the Brewers were both on the level with each other was that these two teams get the best out of each other. It doesn't matter if the Brewers are hot or the Cubs are hot or one of these teams is cold. When they used to meet up, when it was Josh Hader, Christian Yelich, Lorenzo Cain versus, you know, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, Contreras, when those teams would meet up, doesn't matter what was going on in the in the broader context of their seasons or the month, you know, if they were having a good month, it didn't matter. When they met, it felt like it was it was even ground for both of them. It felt like both teams were zero and zero and both teams brought the best out of each other. And I hated it, don't get me wrong, because the games were really stressful and they felt like they meant the world, but also, I was invested. I cared. I, I had to watch. I had to listen to those games. The Cubs aren't contending for a World Series. And, you know, despite what I think about in my, my fantasies, the Brewers are not contending for a World Series either this season as present, presently constituted. But, man, did, was I paying attention? Was I bought in? And did I, you know, not miss a single pitch of the series? These two teams, like they did a couple of years ago, really bringing the best out of each other the last couple of days. And that was fun. It drove me nuts last night when Devin Williams, you know, was was the victim of some bad luck and and the Cubs were able to steal a game. And it drove me nuts when the Brewers had a chance to win it in the ninth, and then the 10th and then again in the 11th on the 4th of July on Tuesday. It drove me nuts, but it's really good baseball. Really good baseball. And a little stressful, right? Good sports I means a little stressful too. 608-321-1670. 608 321 1670 last night was very frustrating. And I talked about it a little bit with bill in the afternoon today. Um, I think it's just bad luck. I think last night was bad luck. Uh, Honestly, it was bad luck. I don't want to downplay every single Brewers loss. I don't mean to be a shill, but I think last night was bad luck the same way that the Brewers were the victims of bad luck on the 4th of July. Devin Williams didn't give up any strong contact Right. He didn't make any horrible pitches. Cubs got some lucky soft contact and then a really good at bat to bring those two runs home. Right. Like the Brewers could have scored more insurance runs last night, put them in a better spot. 100%. Devin Williams just could have struck out the side. Right. But in a game that was started by Justin Steele and Adrian Hauser, I will take the Brewers having a 3 1 lead with two outs in the ninth inning. That's pretty tough to beat. It didn't work out last night. And it was very frustrating in the moment, because I think we were all locked in from the first pitch until the end of the game, and then, you know, the Cubs stole it away at the end. It was frustrating, but I'm not losing my mind about last night. I'm not losing my mind about Tuesday. Very excited about today, and I'm feeling pretty decent about where the Brewers stand going into the final series of the first half. Six zero eight Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Grant. Yes. It's Brett. I was going to say, that's my name. Yep, that's I sounded like Brett in lacrosse. What's going on, Brett?
0: What's up, dude? I uh, I like the new phone number. All right. Which is the zone phone number. That
1: is correct. But, mm-hmm.
0: You know, no big deal. Um, Yeah, so we, got, we nice. got a good win today. We split the series, so we're doing okay. We're all right. Yeah. The problem is, is I'm watching the Reds, and they're losing. They tie it up. Now they're in the 10th. And they scored two runs in the top of the tenth. Oh. These guys just can't go away. I don't quite don't like
1: have the, the stomach for scoreboard watching before the all star break. Like, yeah, I'm cheering for the Reds to lose because, you know, every game that the Reds lose is a game that the Brewers, you know, can make up ground. But I, I don't really start I can't believe you're scoreboard watching. How do you have how do you have time? How do you have the mental bandwidth for this, Brett?
0: Oh that as I was leaving to come to job number two for the day. I see. So I was like, you know what? Maybe
2: we'll gain a game. Nope. It's not gonna happen.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at the score right now. It is five to three in the middle of the tenth. So the Ooh, Nationals are gonna come up, they're gonna make up some ground.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I it's fine. They'll just have Devin Williams or <laughs> Matt Bush. They'll have they'll have Bush pitch and they'll get like eight runs.
1: Hey, I'll go to bat for Devin Williams after last night. He didn't pitch yeah, bad. Yeah. Couple of I'm
0: not I'm not worried about Williams. I like that guy unless he punches a wall but Bush <laughs> yeah. can go away.
1: Yoel Piams did pretty well today in the ninth inning I and again I haven't listened to the Craig Council press conference maybe I'll pull it up over this next break at 5 o'clock but I have a feeling Craig just didn't want to make Devin Williams work two nights in a row. I think that's all that it was but again I haven't watched the press conference yet so.
0: Yeah but again he's a closer like you you never would have seen that with Hater. What do you mean? It's like Hater would go three nights in a row closing out
1: yeah but Devin Williams had gone like three out of four nights or three out of five and Josh Hader would not pitch three or four or five nights in a row maybe twice in three days but I don't know let's not misremember the way that Josh Hader was used Craig Council was really careful with him too
0: yeah he was but I, I also think that that game that Bush pitched and lost the game for us that definitely should have been uh, a Williams night.
1: I can go back and look. I'm pretty sure Williams had pitched like four times in five nights. Like I'm, I'm, re- no, I'm pretty well, sure that I remember Devin. Either he, way, Brett. Closer. Brett. And I'm, I'm not arguing with you. I hear this from so many Brewers fans. I, n- not everybody can pitch every night. Like, and I, you can be frustrated about it, but it's not Craig Council's fault. It's not Devin Williams' fault. He can't play every single day. These guys do need days off.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. They right. definitely do. I know and I you're watching. reasonable, Brad. I'm, I'm I sorry. I was watching close enough uh, to see how many times Williams pitched. I was just like, "Crap, why is it got to be Bush?" Um, okay. Second thing, can you uh, tell your boy Bill Michaels, uh, even though he's a Rogers hater, to just stop talking about the guy?
1: I don't even think we talked uh, about Rogers today. What are you talking oh, about?
0: It's like it's like sixty percent of his show is all about Rogers.
1: Well, now I can actually specifically speak to what is what percent of Bill's show. I can guarantee it wasn't 60%. We did talk about Jordan Love and if he stinks. Like, Bill was basically saying he doesn't want the Packers to hang on to Jordan Love too long if he stinks. Right? Just because they invested a first-round pick. And I think that's reasonable.
0: Yeah. Well, he also said he doesn't think that the front office should uh, basically live or die on how Love goes. And I think that that's false, too. I think they should all live or die based off of love because the decision was theirs, which led to the domino effect of everything that's happened up to this point.
1: So. Something something I was going to ask Bill today, but I didn't want to keep jumping in and, and talking over him. I'm trying to find my footing as a producer, you know, because I ramble. I, I talk a lot. I'm a host. So I, I didn't want to overdo it. And jump yeah. all over Bill's discussion today. Whose fault is that, Brett? Whose fault is it that the drafting of Jordan Love became this big thing and became an issue for three years? Is that the Packers front office's fault, or is that yeah. on Rogers? I kind of feel like that's on Rogers that it became a big thing. It didn't have to be a big thing
0: because he, he had one mediocre year.
1: What, what do you mean? What do you mean? Jordan Love was there available to be drafted. The Packers like, hey, this is a good investment. I'm not saying I agreed or disagreed. Aaron Rodgers yeah. could have gone about his business, and he chose to make it a thing. That wasn't, you know, Brian Gudikins didn't well, create drama for a couple of years. Aaron Rodgers yes, did.
0: Yes and no. I mean, it was it was really bad timing to go and, and draft the guy and trade up to draft the guy as a first pick. Sure. So I, I was 100%.
1: All right, I suppose. I think you're cutting out just a little bit. Brett, I got to take a break. This was good discussion. I enjoyed this. And I'll be honest, sometimes when you call, I feel like both of us are just slamming our head against the wall. So I feel like this is productive for us. All right. Maybe Brett didn't feel the same. I think he was cutting out a little bit, which is why we're going to let him go. Yeah, Bill talked about that today. And I've said a couple of times on this show throughout this week and the last couple of weeks, I just don't have... The stomach for Jordan Love Talk right now, it's it, the part of my brain that creates Packers topics, the, the little region of my brain that that cooks up Packers topics for the show. It's like a boat that's been winterized, like it's got shrink wrap on it. It's in the shed, right? There's little blocks of mouse poison scattered throughout it just to make sure. And you know what I'm talking about? If you've ever stored a trailer or if you've ever stored a farm implement or a boat, you know, you get those little blocks of mouse poison, tuck those in there just in case some mouse or some rodent gets some ideas. During the winter months, that, that's the part of my brain that creates Packers takes. It's it's winterized. It's in storage right now. But I thought Bill, you know, made some interesting points today about Jordan Love and and certain outcomes this season. And if Jordan Love stinks, and it's very clear that he stinks, Bill was, you know, very adamant that he does not want the Packers to hold on to him. Let's not bring him back for year two, three, four. If it looks like he's not the guy, and it looks like he can't play then move on. And I agree, because I think in in today's sports world, in today's business world, just in, in any walk of life, in any part of life, if you're going to fail, fail quickly. Realize your mistake, realize the failure, and move on. Because everybody <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. <laughs> what makes it worse is when you double down. Right When you say, no, 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 Jordan Love, he's going to be the guy. We'll make him the guy. Well, if he's not the guy, he's not the guy. And trying to make him the guy will not make him the guy. It'll just waste everybody's time and waste resources, right? And that's what Bill was talking about today. I wouldn't say that we talked about Aaron Rodgers for 60% of the show this afternoon. He did get mentioned, and basically I I pushed back a little bit on Bill. I said, well, Jordan Love, everyone says that drafting of Jordan Love started this domino effect, Right, that that had these big you know consequences last couple of years. That's not the Packers' fault, though. You know what I mean? Like that's that's Aaron Rodgers' fault. And if and if Jordan Love doesn't work out, I'm not going to look at the Packers front office and say you did all this just to have a guy who wasn't any good. No, I Aaron Rodgers created all the drama. Aaron Rodgers was unhappy. The Packers, I don't think they did much to overturn the apple cart. I think Aaron Rodgers overturned the apple cart, and that is talking rogers that is talking jordan love for the day again that's about as much as i it's about as much as i can stomach i will say that next week we're gonna have tyler dunn we'll talk nfl with him uh i don't know if it will be rogers specific i probably want to ask him a bunch of things about a bunch of different teams because that's that's the time of year that we're in it's like what do you think about the bills what do you think about this team what do you think about that team it's it's you know i think the time of year where you want to talk about the big stories throughout the league and like, I don't know uh, who's playing left guard for the Packers. I don't even know if I care about that right now. And I'm a Packers fan. I'm a Packers owner. And I don't know if I have the patience to talk about that. So Tyler done next week. I got to host Bill's show all four days. Got to host this show all four days. I will most certainly tap into our friend Eric Eager at Sumer Sports. I'm sure at some point as well. So we'll talk football next week. I look forward to that. Let's talk more Brewers and little impromptu NBA free agency lounge coming up hour two after this.
0: is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Now, here's your host, Grant Bills.
1: Always fun to butt my head against a wall and talk with Brett and LaCrosse for a couple of minutes. You know, I don't get the experience of sitting in traffic every day because i come to work a little bit after rush hour is done in the morning and i head home a little bit after rush hour is done in the evening i normally drive in around 9 a.m rush hour for the most part is over and i drive home around you know 6 30 after i post the podcast get some things done so i miss out on traffic but a call every once in a while with Brett lacrosse i think is a good substitute like makes me anxious feels like i'm not really getting anywhere I'm trying to get somewhere, but I'm not. Like, that's kind of the feeling you get from traffic. Well, I, I don't get that from sitting on the Beltline. I don't I don't get that from driving around downtown in a big city. I get that from talking on the phone with Brett and LaCrosse. So thank you, Brett, for providing that. And I I do say genuinely, that was one of our, our better exchanges in a while. Sometimes it does truly feel like I'm sitting in traffic when I talk to Brett. But sometimes you need a little bit of that. You need a little frustration. Or as a radio host, you need to go back and forth with the caller. Caller's very friendly on this show never adversarial, except sometimes with Brett and Cone when he occasionally says, ah, Grant, I got to push back on this. I got to hold you accountable. That's really it. Otherwise, it's mostly Mike and Eau Claire just calling in to brag about how great his 4th of July was and Eric on I90, you know, updating us with traffic information on the super slab. I heard him call over the line this morning and talk about how a motorcycler was driving down the middle and passing folks on the yellow line, and he said it made him feel like he was in a Jason Bourne movie. And I just, I got a kick out of that to start my day today. So Eric, we didn't get a chance to talk to you last night, uh, but good to hear you still calling the network. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. You can call the show if you wish, 608-321-1670. I want to listen to Craig Council's press conference because I genuinely have some questions about decisions that were made in today's game. Right. How he's feeling about today, how he's feeling about the series as a whole, how he's feeling going into the final weekend and the final couple games before the All-Star break. So I'm going to start playing this press conference. I'm going to pause it when I have things to add. If you have something to add, I'll take your call again. You can tweet me at Wisco Grant as well. And there might be Cubs fans listening to this because there's a lot of Cubs fans in in the state of Wisconsin. And those Cubs fans might be thinking, Grant, have, have you have you screened the press conference? You're going to play it live on air. Well, what if he swears? Well, my manager handles the media the right way, unlike David Ross. So I'm sure there are plenty of radio stations in Chicago, in Illinois, who are like, let's air the David Ross press conference. Better check it for profanity. We don't want any kids to hear something that they shouldn't. I don't have that concern with Craig Council. It's just another reason why I love the Brewers' manager. Here's Craig Council with the media. Well, yeah,
2: of course. I mean, bottom of the eighth home run in a tie game is, um, is always a, is a huge swing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a crazy series. Both teams, you know, came back, scored late, often. Um, good one for the fans, for sure. Great, great series for the fans. Special for you? Well, I mean, we played... I don't know the run differential was one run in four games and there's three one-run games. So every game was You know the ninth inning was a uh, crucial pitches. So that was a good one How about uh, getting to Stroman there in the fifth you guys have got almost 40 pitches I think and obviously great at bats. And yeah so I mean big credit to Christian. I mean he, he's you know that that's a huge swing Um On a a very very good pitcher and who's having a great season and frankly wasn't wasn't giving us much and he was really locked in Um, and doesn't give up home tough to hit homers off of Um, so that's that's just a big time player hitting great pitching. What
1: do you think of? It's a little interesting to me that the Brewers had the most success in the series against Justin Steele, who's not only having one of the best seasons of any starting pitcher in Major League Baseball, but he's also a lefty. And then Marcus Stroman today, who's just unbelievable. The Brewers today, I think, did a a really balanced job on offense. Right? They had a little home run power with Yelich. That was obviously the hit that kind of made the difference today. And Caratini later in the game when they just needed one run to break the tie. And they got a little bit of beginning action too, right? When they got the ball rolling and when the sun was shining in the fifth inning, they made hay, right? They were able to hang five runs in that inning. That's a big deal. Or I guess it would have been four runs. But then they also played a little small ball, right? Weimer singling in Tapia, Yelich getting a walk, getting a steal, scoring a good mix of the beginning, home run, small ball. Very balanced offensive performance today from the Brewers. And again, I'm not sure the Brewers fans always give this team credit when they play small ball because we like to bitch about how they don't play small ball. Well, they're playing small ball. Six zero eight Let's go to Tom in Alaska. Tom, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Tom? Tom, are you there? Tom? All right, Tom. Sorry if I dropped you off. Maybe I did it. I don't think I did. Let's go to Big Ron in Jersey while we wait for Tom to maybe call back. Big Ron, what's going on?
3: How's it going, Grant? Um, great Brewers win today. It's been, you know, it was weird. It was. I, I felt like the game on Monday, on Monday when they came back, down six runs, was the best victory of the year and, and I felt that was followed by two you know the subsequent worst losses of the year. Yeah. Um so they really needed to come back and split this series with the Cubs, you know, because like you were just saying, they have a really the Cubs have a really good pitching staff. And it was just so nice to see uh shove that oppo Top up the uh Cubs fan stereers today. <laughs> and then Caratini come up clutch with that eighth inning bomb. You know, I think Caratini needs to get more Time at DH over Jeffy Winker. What do you think about that? So,
1: I mean, I don't know how Craig Council wants wants to manage his catchers, right? I'm sure that when Victor Caratini or when Contreras isn't playing because catcher is a little more of a physical position, he probably wants to give those guys, you know, honest to goodness time off. I could be wrong. You know what, Big Round? That would be a great question if I was on the Brewers' beat. That's something I would love to ask Craig about, you know, if you manage uh, catchers in their days off a little differently. I-, I will say, Big Ron, I'm really happy with the Brewers' catching position right now. I love what I'm seeing from Contreras, both on defense and on offense. And you know what? I love his disposition. Like, he seems to be really bought in. He seems to be very in tune with his pitchers. He seems to be a voice and one of the more vocal guys on this team, and I'm really happy about that.
3: Yeah, yeah. It's really it's really nice to see Yelich um, come back. You know, oh, yeah. it's really been how weird is it how, how Yelich and Bellinger's careers have mirrored each other? I mean, they were both MVP candidates in 18 and 19. They both went into huge slumps, and uh, they're both coming back now.
1: Yeah. It was kind of a blast from the past today, which I think is what Bally Sports Wisconsin actually tweeted out. I'm happy that Yelich is happy because I the last couple of years, Big Ron – we've, you know, said so many bad and nasty things about Yelich and how he stinks and how he's stealing money. And, you know, we're, we're not personally against him. We're against the player that he's been for the money that he's been paid, right? And, and that's part of sports. Like, we're not threatening his life. It's nothing like that, but we've been frustrated. He's been frustrated. And over the last couple of weeks, Big Ron, I've realized Brewers fans still really like Christian Yelich and we want him to do well. I think this has been so good for the excitement and the happiness level of both the Brewers clubhouse and the Brewers fan base.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's been a really humble guy. I mean, all through the whole ordeal of the last few years of him underperforming that contract, he's been very critical of himself. You know, he's just flat out said, you know, he's been very humble. He said he sucked. And, um, you know, and he's just, you know, I think the back injury and the knee injury um, really, uh, you know, messed up his swing and he's finally got it ironed out.
1: Yeah. And and you talk to people who've played baseball, even like high level high school baseball or, or college baseball. I had a buddy in college who played collegiate baseball and he would tell me all the time, like normal people don't get it. How just little injuries can just mess up a little bit of timing in a swing or just the, the way that you stand. I don't think the fan, even the high level fan like you, Big Ron, I don't think we can appreciate the tiny little details they can be messed up with uh, even a slight injury. And yelich he didn't have a slight injury. He hurt his back, and he shattered his kneecap. And I think we forget about that.
3: Absolutely. You know, I mean, I'm a fan, but, yeah, yeah, I never I didn't, I didn't get much past uh, Little League Baseball for my playing career. So I don't
1: even think I ever yeah, hated on t T-ball. I hated it. I didn't, I didn't like going <laughs> our, our T-ball fields in my hometown were uh, in one big park complex, and there was a water park. And every time I would go to t-ball, I'd be my mom and dad was like, "I want to go swimming. I don't want to be." I was never about it. I never wanted to be a part of it. So you're even a better man than me. I know you're a big party animal. What'd you do for the fourth? Before I let you go, I'm curious.
3: You know, it was actually pretty low key. um, But I'll tell you, I I am having um, some some uh, Wisconsin buddies that I met on Twitter through the Drunk David Stearns account. They're coming up um, not next week, but the week after to go to the Philadelphia phillies Milwaukee Brewers series with me. Hell yeah. We're going to take in a lot of Phillies-Brewers games in two weeks. So I'm looking forward to that.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but I appreciate the call, Big Ron. And if I don't talk to you tomorrow, have a good weekend.
3: All right, you too, man. Take care. Bye-bye.
1: Big Ron in Jersey, as he said on uh, Twitter as... Drunk David Stearns. I don't know if this is Tom in Onalaska, and I kind of sneaky think I accidentally hung up on Tom in Onalaska. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's
0: Tom from Onalaska. He's hitting up
1: on me. I got it. Oh, okay, good. Well, I'm just glad that we 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 made it right and we got hooked back yeah. up. What's going on, Tom? No
0: Hey, you know, these people that are critical of, of uh council, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. This guy yeah. could easily be the manager of the year every year with the clowns he's got playing for him. Damn straight. You know, he does he doesn't coach Anderson to make a stupid throw to first base to lose the game. He doesn't coach he doesn't coach the people that don't hit. He he's a great manager Damn with what he's straight. got. Yeah. And there were moments in
1: in last night's game and today's game where they showed him in the dugout, and he's like, are you kidding me? Like, I got Owen Miller barely keeping us afloat at first, and now I got to worry about Brian Anderson sailing throws into the stands. Like, are you kidding me? He's looked frustrated.
0: And then, you know, the night before they wanted to execute the third base coach, well, why don't they give to the outfielder that threw two excellent balls to get him at the home plate, you
1: know? What are you gonna do? Those, Sometimes that's how it works. Like I, I, that's the right way to do it. I'd have done
0: if even if yeah. I'd have had a chance, I'd have to do it all over again. I'd do the same thing. Those had to be perfect throws, and they were.
1: I love when I agree with like the, um, like not the old school way of thinking, but the 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 way that I think a lot of people think about decisions to send or to hold runners is you make the fielder make a good throw. Right, Tom, and I, I just love that way of thinking, and I'm all in on it. And therefore, I'm—I'm I'm yeah. not that mad at Jason Lane the other night, and I'm not that mad at Devin Williams last night. Right, a couple soft yeah. contact plays.
0: What are you going to do? He's human, and those balls had eyes. Oh, you man. know, those balls had eyes when they fell in. And you know what? He's going to have—he—he's—it's okay for him to co- have a couple losses. It was a tough one to lose. Yeah. But you know, it, its going to be fine. We just got to accept the fact. That the Brewers are going to be a half assed team till we die, and we, we we live with the wins, we live with the losses, and we just live with the Brewers because they're never going to spend money to bring the quality players in that we need to win a championship. You know, but they are fun. I can't quit them. They are fun. They're they're, well, they're like... nine and what nine and five not nine and seven in this road trip. Ugh. I mean the, the four the four series they're what nine or ten and something. But they won every they won three of the series and tied one. What the hell more do you want? They're like fireworks. I, I just,
1: I want to play yeah. with them and I, I want to do dumb things with them, knowing that it's probably not going to go well. But man, I'm having a good time. You know what it I mean? Is fun. <laughs> it is fun. That's oh for sure. God.
0: And one more thing about the Packers, and I'm going to let you go. Yeah. Um, I, you know, this is the first year I have ever come into a Packer season with absolutely no expectations. And it's fun for a change. Not yeah. to have to worry about anything.
1: It's a very relaxed summer, isn't it? You can just kick back in it your is. camp chair on a fire, on a boat, and just kind of not think about you know, it, which I think we need after we, the last 10 years.
0: If we win five and lose 12, que sera, sera. We sera. It's just fun not to have expectations and drama and everything. It's just fun.
1: Just hey, We can quiet our mind a little bit, Tom. Hey, I That's appreciate right. you calling That's back. Fair. Sorry take for care. hanging up Ain't on no you whatever no I did. Take, take care. <laughs> you as well. That is uh, that is Tom in Alaska. They're a little bit like fireworks, you know, like they're, they're kind of fun to play with. No, I shouldn't play with them. They're not toys, but damn it, if it isn't fun, I'm going to blow off a finger or something. I don't know. A lot of people believe that the Brewers can never win and can never make or win a World Series because they don't have the budget of other teams, and I'm not willing to go there. It's certainly harder for them to to win at a high level and to be as good as some of these other big market teams, but it's not impossible right and I think even you Tom that you have a glimmer of belief still in you otherwise you wouldn't care otherwise you wouldn't care you you have just enough belief deep down that one day the Brewers might just do it despite not being able to to spend big money and that's why we care that's why we continue to follow a little bit more from Craig Council again I love the calls love the Brewers discussion 608-321-1670
2: I thought Freddie was really really good Um, you know Unfortunately, Cody Bellinger's swinging the bat really good right now too. Um, so, you know, another good player that just you know unfortunately had to you know beat us today a little bit. Um, but Freddie was the first five innings. I thought he I thought he did a nice job. I thought his fastball was located often at that in the right spots. I thought his slider was very good today. A bunch of swings and misses on the slider. So, um, you know, we got bit by that last pitch, but. I thought overall, I thought it was a very good start. It's the stuff for him has been really good for I mean, yeah a long, long track record here. up um, this year throwing ninety eight today. Yeah, I nice swings message, but like the the end line still isn't yeah kind of reflective of that. I guess. What do you make of? of yeah, I mean this? it's been the home run ball. I mean there's no question about it. Good question, it. Kurt. The Home run ball has got him. Good um, question. And it, and it's not unfortunately it's been men on base, so that that's what's created all of this. Um. But you know, they, it's like today. Just the ease of operation and the, what he's and how he, the ball's coming out of his hand is very encouraging. Um, and we just have to keep building on it and know that it's that there's a lot of good happening. You know, we can be you know a little disappointed by the line, um, but there's a lot of good in there, I think. And um, you know, I think he's going into the second half of the season um, feeling good um, and just. Just a couple pitches here and there, and, and we can get some very, very good results.
1: That's a really good question from Kurt Hogue, and this is what I am dubbing the Peralta problem. Right today, I think Peralta had his best stuff. Like, I don't think he can be any more dialed in than he was. He got 28 swings and misses, and right? he got 10 strikeouts. He was great, and it amounted to five and one third and three runs, which isn't bad. But again, if I'm getting a plus 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 stuff like we got from Freddie Peralta today, I I want it to show up a little bit more in the final line than it did today. So we, we got to figure that out. We got to figure out how to get more from Freddie Peralta because it seems like we're working harder, not smarter sometimes when Freddie Peralta starts games for the Brewers. All right, let's talk to Mike from Chippewa Falls. Mitch Madison, I promise I'll get to you next, and then we'll take a break. 608-321-1670. Mike, what's going on?
0: Hey, Grant. How
1: are you today? I'm doing good. I'm very happy that the Brewers won because it would have been a bummer to talk about last night's loss and then a loss today and... It just would have been a bummer, so I'm glad we're not doing that.
0: Yeah. Oh, you called, me, you called me Mike from Eau Claire again today. When anyway, that's did I was. really? I'm
1: sorry, Mike from Chippewa oh, Falls. Eau- it's not Eau Claire. <laughs> Very different, different towns.
0: Yeah, we like Mike from Eau Claire though. He's he's
1: um, a good guy, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. I have, first, a disclaimer. Um. Listening to the Craig Council press conference may cause this. Do not drive or operate heavy machinery <laughs> while listening to Craig <laughs> Council talk. Uh, at least he's not swearing.
1: He's probably tired too. He's like, "Oh my god, all these games have been close, We're going to extra innings. I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna have a cigarette and a stiff drink, and then I'm gonna to go to bed at 9 p.m. That's probably what Craig's doing tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, he probably needs a little something to help him sleep at night too, or like a, uh, a little Tylenol or something. But I, I want to try. I'm gonna try. This is gonna to be tough, but I'm gonna try it. Grant, okay, Grant, Bill's analogy. Um, you know, you're the master of the analogy, but I love this. I'll try it. I was sitting in my garage uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to you on my stereo out in the garage, uh, Yamaha receiver and two KLH speakers. But I saw um, I saw an ant <laughs> an walking by, carry, uh, carrying a pretty good sized bug, and it walked across the, the garage. And I said, "Okay." Then it, a while later, it came back, and it came went the other way again. And then it came back. It was like six times. I said, "This." Ant reminds me of being a Brewers fan. You go up, you go down, you go up, you go down. There's, you know, it's it's futile. Yeah. And I don't understand what this dumb ant was doing, but uh, yeah, I feel like that sometimes. I feel like I'm up, I'm down, I'm here and there. It's, uh, yeah, it's like I said, I've been before, I've been a Brewers fan since 1970, so uh, a lot of stuff doesn't phase me anymore, but I am getting just a little bit frustrated. So,
1: yeah. And- I think that's a great analogy because in the world of this ant, what he's doing is the most important thing in the world, right, Mike? And in the world of Brewers fans, our dumb conversations about Ramiel Tapia and the reverse splits of Luis Uria, we think they're the most important thing in the world, when in the, in like reality, they're not. Like the Brewers aren't even close to being one of the best teams in the NL. They still have a negative run differential, but we're like the ant—we're so dumb and occupied with our stupid conversations that we don't even know really how irrelevant we are. That's an excellent analogy, Mike. Well done. Yeah,
0: there's a there's a song by a band called uh, OSI. It's called uh, Cold Call, and one line, one lyric that really gets me is the universe, We may think we matter, but the universe doesn't know our name. But yeah, you know, it's it's. Uh, we're not
1: that important. Wow. Well, Mike, I'm impressed by uh, by how philosophical you can be. I appreciate you. I do want to get to M- Madison Mitch because yeah, I said absolutely. I'd get to him in a minute. I'm sorry for calling you Mike in Eau Claire. Although we like Mike in Eau Claire, you are not yeah, Mike in Eau Claire. So it's, it's
0: not an insult at all. So. All right. Thank you,
1: Grant. Yeah, appreciate you. Awesome analogy. That's Mike in Chippewa Falls. <laughs> Remember when LaCroix Butler came from Mike in Chippewa Falls? Mitch and Madison, before we take a break, 601 or 608. Three, two, one, sixteen, seventy. Mitch, what's going on?
0: I think it's Mitch from twenty-seven,
1: bud. Mitch from twenty-seven. Where is that now, exactly? <laughs> I'm
0: heading north to Lady
1: Smith from Eau Claire. Oh, you're up north. I'm just mislabeling all of our Chippewa Valley callers.
0: I'm not going to hold it against you.
1: Well, you should. I'm from that area of the state. I need to be
0: better. <laughs> Roundabout way. Anyways, first time I've ever called in. I've been trying to call in for like I don't know a year and a half or longer. I just always get busy. And you said something on that show, and I can't get it out of my head. Okay. Something about the Watt brothers. And now I can't unsee it myself when I watch the Watt brothers play.
1: Are they are, are about them being about them being a little dirty, a little sneaky, dirty, or what specific? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And now I pay attention. I'm like. Hey. <laughs> I
1: think he was on to something
0: here, and I just couldn't put my finger
1: on it, and so I had to call in Oh my and God. tell you now that you called into my head. Mitch, up on 27, <laughs> Uh I have ruined oh. TJ Watt for you. And for that, I'm sorry. I really, I didn't mean, it's just, he's like sneaky dirty. Giannis is sneaky dirty. It's Being sneaky dirty is not a bad thing. You're just, you know, throw a little elbow here and there. Just make, make him feel, you know. TJ Watt does that, so does Giannis. Although I like Giannis right. more than T.J. Watt. so
0: <laughs> all the good ones, but I never thought about it, and I never looked about at, at it that way until you mentioned it, and then I can't unsee it. And so I've been meaning to call in for a long time to let you know that you kept into my head, and now I've become a fan of the show.
1: <sighs> well, I appreciate that, Mitch. And I'm sorry for assuming you were Mitch and Madison. I lost my caller ID going from one studio to another, so I'm flying blind here, but that's okay.
0: Well, at least it's not the old days where you have to remember it by heart.
1: Yeah, that's true. I still have my notebook. Thank you, Mitch. Have an awesome night. Yeah, thank
0: you. Yeah, you
1: too. Not Mitch and Madison. God. 0 for 2 on identifying callers. What a brutal look. Speaking of the Packers and football and TJ Watt, uh, well, the Packers passed on TJ Watt. I guess there's your Packers connection. Uh, The Packers official account said, Akwe Walker led the Packers with 119 tackles in 2022, finishing second among all NFL rookies. And my mind immediately thought, I could name you a category in which he led not only rookies, but the entire NFL. And that is both. Uh, well, two stats actually ejections and trainers uh, hit. So uh, yeah, that's what I thought of when I saw this tweet. I'm going to like the tweet. Good job Packers social media by uh, leaving those statistics out. Let's talk more brewers, a little more credit council, more calls, more tweets, more everything next on the Wisco sports show.
0: This is the Wisco sports show with Grant Bills. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. I've been uh, bodied via the text line Eau Claire Chris just said this this hurts Chris and you're right I, like I need to own up to this I need to wear this but this this cut me deep he says confusing Eau Claire and Chippewa Falls is similar to the Brewers calling the series versus the Cubs the I-94 rivalry you're better than that Grant um well let's be clear first and foremost before I address the quote-unquote I-94 rivalry I know the difference between Chippewa Falls and Eau Claire. We have, like, four mics between Chippewa and Eau Claire. It's not that in my head I thought, oh, Oakwood Mall, that's in Chippewa Falls. No, 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 That's not Chai High. That's on—that's uh, by the North Crossing. No, 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 I'm not. Spiritually, I confuse the two. Not mentally, not physically, not literally. I misspoke. I understand the difference between Chippewa Falls and uh Oh Claire, the I-94 rivalry, the Brewers social media team is at it again, and I will continue to fight the good fight against it, even if I have to stand alone, weapon in hand. The Brewers tweeted an hour ago, capping off the I-94 rivalry with a win, hashtag this is my crew at UW Credit Union, Uh, they must be the sponsor, I would struggle to be a sponsor of something that's so incorrect, because again, this is not the I-94 rivalry, Neither is the Badgers versus Marquette, which, you know, television always tries to cram down our throat. And neither is the Twins and the Brewers. Neither is the Bulls and the Bucks. None of those rivalries have anything to do with Interstate 94. Now, who knows the actual I-94 rivalry? Who knows? Raise your hand if you know. The actual sports rivalry that is connected by Interstate 94 is between UW-Eau Claire and UW-Stout. And it is called the War on Ninety Four, which is an infinitely better name. Imagine, like, imagine being the Brewer social media person and walking around think you, thinking you did something by calling it the I Ninety Four Rivalry. No, 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 you didn't do anything. The War on Ninety Four. Now that's elite. The Weac Division Three. They those athletics programs did not miss when they created the War on Ninety Four. I'm just so sick of turning on Fox Sports One. In early early December, and it's it's college football pregame, and it's the, the Badgers and Marquette. Well, these schools are are only separated by about sixty five miles, and and this is Interstate ninety four. And we made this cute little graphic. That's why this is the ninety four rivalry. Hey, newsflash! Every rivalry between two teams ever in the country is connected by a road. We don't need to define every rivalry by a road. We just don't. We we don't. We don't need to do it. The war on 94 is stout No, Eau Claire. They got a good thing going on up there in the Chippewa Valley. Speaking of the Chippewa Valley, it's just dominating tonight's show. We don't need to call every Wisconsin, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois sports rivalry, the I-94 rivalry. It's tired and it's overdone. Let's be more creative. Thank you. Uh, snappy Tom says Grant do you think Rowdy is legitimately hurt and should they send him down Uh, I don't know his situation on options I don't know the flexibility they have to send him down I think he's probably dinged up yeah I don't know how badly I think they just want to give him an extended break and tying a stint on the IL in with the all-star break just allows him to 100% reset and Rowdy you know pound for pound has been a good hitter Even when he's not producing and even when he's not putting up massive home run numbers and run production numbers, he's been a a good hitter at his core with good principles that can have good at bats, right? And and fight off pitches and put the ball in play. He's lost even the ability to do that. So I think a full reset, a professional reset for Rowdy is is definitely a good thing. And that's why the Brewers say, oh, that forearm that's been bothering you, let's just turn it into an IL stint we'll let Owen Miller kick the ball around the diamond for a couple of days going into the all-star break, see if we can win games despite his play at corner infield spots. And I guess they have been able to do that this week, right? The more I think about it and the more I consider the Brewers first base position, the more I start to believe that adding a first baseman is, is not an option. If the Brewers want to get the best result possible this season, make the playoffs, get in there, you know, at least be able to battle in the first round, get some good experience for Joey Weimer and Bryce Terang and Garrett Mitchell won't be playing, but to just get this next iteration, this next era of Brewers baseball, the the experience and the feeling of getting in and playing meaningful baseball in September and October, I don't think the Brewers are, I don't want to say they're not capable because I've seen Craig Council do magical things with a limited roster. But if the Brewers don't want to fade away into obscurity in the second half and, and fall way behind to the res or fall behind another team that overtakes him in the division, I think they need to add a first baseman. I I think I don't think they have a choice because they're just getting zero. The, the things that they're getting from Rowdy Tellez, within a, the last week or two, somebody pulled the stats on Rowdy Tellez's OPS post Was it May 10th or May 15th? There was a cutoff line between mid-May and now. And Rowdy Telez's OPS was so bad, it made Jackie Bradley Jr.'s stint with the Brewers look excellent. That just goes to show you. It's not that Rowdy Telez has been poor. He's been awful. And it's not that Jesse Winker has been poor. He's been awful. J.R. Radcliffe tweeted this today, and I shared this with Bill on the afternoon show today. Among players with his volume of plate attempts, he's got 170, and this was before today's game, and at least 80% of the game spent at DH, Jesse Winker's OPS is tied for fourth worst ever, 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 ever. So historically bad output from Jesse Winker, historically, at least recent historic uh, bad production from Rowdy Talez. Thank God Willie Adams is starting to turn it around a little bit, which doesn't really surprise me, but I don't know that I can bank on Rowdy Talez figuring it out. I think they need to go and get someone because I think we've seen the best ball from Owen Miller. What they're getting now from Jamai uh what is it? Jamai Jones and uh and Rami al is great. I'm not banking on that to continue. Need to get an adult. You need to get, and I wouldn't mind if they try to identify a younger first baseman who they think can be the first baseman of the future, because they don't have anyone on the roster right now, right? Who's going to be the first baseman to go along with Joey Weimer, Bryce Terang, Sal Freelick, Brandon Woodruff, Aaron Ashby, Freddie Peralta. Who's the first baseman? Hell, who's the third baseman? I don't know. If you can identify the guy of the future at first or at third, I don't even mind paying a premium. I think that's a roster upgrade you need to make, and, and the Brewers are going to make at some point, have to make at some point if they want to contend anyways, you might as well do it sooner rather than later. 608-321-1670. Let's take a call before we go to break. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this?
0: Hey, Grant. It's Ed. What's that?
1: that? Yep, that's my name. Uh Uh-huh. It's Ed. Oh, Ed. Oh, Ed. Sorry, I didn't hear you. Ed Madison. What's going on today, Ed?
0: Oh, man. I'm going to tell you this season. I'm going to be Captain Obvious. This this season is well, I'm not going to say the season. This weekend will tell us if the Brewers are going to be contenders for the division. If they get swept by the Reds, we might start saying it's time to start thinking about maybe making some other changes, bringing up some more young blood. Uh, you're saying bring up an adult. I don't know where that adult's going to come from. I don't know. I think you got to trade
1: it, for an adult. Trade for an, an yeah. honest-to-goodness bona fide adult who can play first base every day and stabilize things.
0: I'm kind of nervous. Anderson's really been playing crappy at third of late. Yeah. Was like, He's throwing the ball away. Come on. We're giving the Cubs chances, more chances to win a game than ever. And it's like, oh, just the worst. I mean, I know. the Cubs are like the, the thorn in our side. I thought it was the Cardinals. No, it's the Cubs. Because they come and invade Milwaukee, and they make it like it's their home ballpark. It's just annoying as heck and to hear it on TV. that The crowd's louder than our home crowd. It's just, it's got to stop. But I know we could talk about that a whole other day. But this is a week huge. i say this could be the biggest series of the season.
3: Whoa.
1: It could be, and you know what? Recent history is not on our side, Ed, because the Brewers' nope, last couple nope of years not. have been awful going into the All-Star break. So Grant, that doesn't make me feel Grant, great.
0: Grant, the only thing I got hanging in in, in a positive is the Pirates came in hot uh-huh. and we put them, we put them down to the curb That's and set them on their own tailspin. Maybe be cautiously optimistic. We can do the same to the Reds. So you're saying this is, a, way. this is this is a know.
1: throw the records out type of situation. Maybe this weekend.
0: Yes. I like that. Play idea. like you want to win and don't play, don't play passive mm-hmm. hit and run, steal, get some bunts going, whatever it takes to get runs, Generated. They got to do it. Carlson's got to come out of his shell this weekend. Mm. He wants to. That's my take.
1: I like that, Ed. I appreciate you. And sorry I didn't hear your name when you called in. I got. I got to be better. See, I, I'm. I'm lacking with the Brilliant. callers today. all
0: good, man. It's all good.
1: Appreciate you. Thanks for the Gasper, call, Ed.
0: Gasper says hi. <laughs> I gotta.
1: I gotta text Gasper. We didn't get a chance to talk to Gasper this week because of the the holiday being on the fourth. Normally, I talk to him on Tuesdays. Let's take one more call before break. 608-321- Sixteen seventy. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? And they hung up. All right. I tell you what. We we have a very privileged group of callers on this show. There are a lot of shows. They'll keep people on hold twenty minutes. They're like twenty minutes. That's the average wait time. Twenty minutes. Can you can you give me two three minutes? I'm ushering Ed off the phone quickly. I'm I'm cutting my time short with Ed to try to get to the next call. And what do I get? I get hung up on. This is a thankless job. I feel like Jason Lane five minutes we're back after this
0: this is the wisco sports show with grant bills on the wisconsin sports zone radio network
1: Let's go sports show. I'm going to do a little impromptu NBA lounge here in a couple minutes to wrap up the show. A couple of texts. Eau Claire Chris says, what about trying to ditch Rowdy to bring in Jose Abreu? Josh Bell, consistent hitters and a veteran presence. I think the Brewers need, I think the Brewers at the corner infield spots, third and first base, it's time to piss or get off the pot. Okay. They haven't had an honest to goodness very good third baseman since Casey McGee in 2011. And they haven't had an honest-to-goodness first baseman for more than one year since Prince Fielder. What are we doing? Okay. Identify someone. Do, the, do what you do. The Brewers need to do the thing that they do, which is look around at other organizations and find a guy who's been devalued and identify something and, and trade for him and bring him in and turn him into the player that they want him to be. And I know what you're saying. You're saying, Grant, that's what they did with Rowdy Teles. I know they did it with Rowdy Teles. I want someone younger. I want someone with more of a ceiling, not some Canadian Eric Thames type who's just hanging out in Canada. I understand. I understand. That's what they did with Rowdy Teles, and it worked for two years. But let's make an investment here, please. And thank you. We can get fast food every day and we can go see our friends at Quick Trip and live off of chicken sandwiches and bags of chips. That's a great way to live. That's fun. You know what's more fun? Creating a grocery budget once a week and going and investing in food to feed yourself throughout the week. Lunch, dinner, dinner breakfast that that's what the brewers need to do the brewers have been living on fast food and convenience store food my entire life at first base and third base when is it time to go to walmart or to go to woodman's and load up and build a grocery budget and plan and and make some meals for the week gosh dang it let's get uh, let's get a meal of a third baseman or a first baseman and enough of this piecemeal crap i'm sick of it sick of it i'm fed up i say let's take a quick call 608-321-1670 welcome to the wisco sports show who's this Eric, oh my goodness. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I didn't get to talk to you yesterday, and I could barely sleep last night as a result. Well, that's
0: awfully nice of you to say. Grant,
1: have you made the move? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're,
0: running, you're running the board now for the big Bill Michaels?
1: I am, uh, I am the medium unit from 10 to 2 alongside the big unit Bill Michaels, yes. I'm so far away from the district, which is a bummer, though. Don't get me you wrong. Are. Maybe not that far. Well,
0: congratulations.
1: Well, thank you, Eric.
0: Congratulations. Appreciate that. Um, you know, I did try to call in today, um, and uh, but I, maybe I called the wrong number. I called the eight seven seven eight six seven
1: number. Oh, uh, I don't know. There were a couple of uh, there were a couple of calls that I ignored for a second, and then they stopped calling because I was, you know. Talking with Bill or doing something else, I, you know, I probably missed you. That's on me. I haven't had a great day manning the phones and, and talking to callers today, if you've been listening. I, I haven't been my best. Well, you're on a new board now,
0: right? You don't even know that it's me
1: calling, do you? No, I don't know that it's you calling, but I mean, it's like, I, it's like oh, if you've driven one car, you can, you know, get in another car, you pick it up pretty quickly. If you want, run one radio board, you can, you know, pick it up pretty quickly, but I don't have caller ID I'm here, not. so I'm I'm kind of riding blind.
0: That's good, because now you won't know if I'm calling or not. I was going to call in today
3: <laughs> yeah. and try
0: to get on the Bill Michael show because you were there. Yeah. And I was going to be like your normal caller, you know? mm mm-hmm. was going to be like, I was going to have a point and all this stuff, and I always call around noon. <laughs> I'm going to be a normal caller. I, <laughs> I, I always listen around noon to Bill Michael, and in general, and I don't do it every day, but I probably will now. <laughs> In general, he's talking about Aaron Rodgers at noon. Okay. Just about every time I listen. So the point I was going to make is
1: it's just more great content than Bill (laughs) Minnesota. Okay.
0: (laughs) I believe Uh that Gutekunst has wanted Aaron Rodgers gone for a number. Okay. And I believe that he has deteriorated the roster the last year. Until it got to just so bad that he had to leave. Okay. Another thing I believe about Aaron Rodgers is that the the pressure put upon him by the Packer Nation, all right, is unlike any other pressure in the NFL. Oh. I, I believe it to be true, and I don't think he was having it. I don't think he was. He's like, I'm not having that. You guys. Your Sundays, hopes, and dreams on me, and getting disappointed. That's not going to be on me. I'm not going to be loved by you people. I think that might be
1: part of the reason. Sure. Well, and I mean, just look at what he did, Eric. Right? He drafted his replacement in 2019, and then Rodgers won an MVP, and he won an MVP. And then he had a pretty good season. They lost, and the second, the moment that Aaron Rodgers had a down year last year, even because of injury, that's it. Done. Moving on. Cutting bait. Right. The the first opportunity he had when Aaron Rodgers wasn't playing elite, he went to make the move. Right. Like I, I think that yeah. probably tells you that Gutikins would have liked to make that move sooner, but Rodgers was playing so good, he didn't really have the option. Well, if
0: I'm Goody, if I'm Goody, I'm sitting there going, you know, I just drafted. All I did was I drafted a quarterback for the future. Now, twenty years ago that was a common practice. Even fifteen years ago, when Aaron Rodgers got drafted, that was a common practice yep. to draft a quarterback to take over, and nobody got butthurt over it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. That's yep. exactly what happened. Now I'll get off the air, Bill, and I'll let you and I'll listen to what you have to say. <laughs>
1: That's a normal caller. Right? I was dying at the idea of you being a normal caller because normally, you know, you come on, how are you doing today, Bill? Good, what's on your mind? And then you say your point, blah, 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 blah. And then the host goes, oh, interesting question. And I appreciate the phone call. And then goes on to answer. We don't really do it like that on this show because we're, you know, we're oh, all, we're all no. friends. We got to hear about what's going on in our lives. And, you know, we got to hear about right. the speakers that Mike and you know, Chippewa Falls, jeez, is using. And, you know, right. what what mile marker you are on I-90, because these are things that... You know, these right. are pillars of There's the show.
0: Right. This show is a lot more fun than Bill's show.
1: Well, Bill is very buttoned but up. Maybe, very corporate, you know?
0: Yeah, he's... You know, he is the, he's the <laughs> flagship, right? He's... Yeah. He's He's the guy. And I'm a little bit worried now that you're out of cross. This is my take on it now. Uh-oh. I might be wrong. Maybe some of your general managers might... might Disagree with me, but I think KTY and Lacrosse. I think they're going to start to pull out of the sports market. They're, I do left now. Everything, right?
1: I didn't leave. I'm still. Scary. I'm still. On, I'm still on. It's the same. You just, are. You are, but
0: you, there's no. There's no homers here anymore. There's no homegrown.
1: What's well, a announcer? It's a, it's a big or building. Host a lot of people.
0: In, in WKBY.
1: Exemplary they, coverage of UWL. We got Drew Kelly. We got Scott Roberts. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a loaded stable, Eric.
0: Well, I'm just a little bit worried. I drove past the KTY station down there. That started to look like an abandoned site you see that's on the internet. It's, Ever seen that's that? That's
1: because it's in the woods. That's because it's a tower in the woods. Places. People don't live there. It's a, it's a shed next to the highway. It's where the tower Have is. Have you
0: seen the building? It's a brick building. It's got a garage door. <laughs> Yeah. And it looks like something that you'd see at Chernobyl now. It's 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 in rough shape. Well yeah, it's not like someone lives in
1: there. Oh my god.
0: I uh... I actually stopped at that station and it was back in like nineteen eighty two. Uh huh. All right, and I had car trouble. And I actually went to that station, there was a DJ in there back in nineteen eighty two. Interesting. Somebody was in there playing music.
1: Well, it used to be how it worked. Yeah, it was. I mean, there's history, and you can go read about it. All of all public radio stations have a Wikipedia, which is something I realized kind of early on. Even smaller, you know, small town stations. I I don't know if they're required to have a Wikipedia. I think they're required to have certain um, bits of information public online through the FCC or whatever. I don't know. I'm I'm not a lawyer. No, it'll be it'll be fine, Eric. And by the way, I'm I'm going to be back uh, July 23rd. It's a Sunday night. WKTY night at the Lumberyard for the loggers, so you should uh, you should come out and enjoy some loggers baseball.
0: Well, that'll be a lot of fun, then. I agree. Be like, well, congratulations on your your increased uh, responsibilities, <laughs> and uh, hey, we're only, what, 20 days out now? 20 days out from the uh, start of uh, training camp? Yeah,
1: right? that's that's insane, actually. Summer's going too fast, Eric, but it always does. You know how it is. This is summertime in Wisconsin. You have a great day, Grant. You Have a great day down in Madison. You as, well, you as well, Eric. I'm glad that I got to hear from you today. I realized yesterday when I didn't hear from Eric and I was driving home, I'm like, I I have I have too much of a connection to some of the callers on this show. Like if I if I stopped calling, if I stopped talking to certain callers, I would I would be sad. Thank you, Eric, for the call. Three minutes uh, to hell with our NBA lounge. We'll do it tomorrow, which I've been saying for two or three days. We'll wrap up the Wisco Sports Show next.
2: This is the Wisco Sports Show
0: with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
1: Wisco Sports Show got about a minute. Well, exactly one minute, actually, until the show's done. Tomorrow's gonna be busy. Busy, 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 busy day. Mini in for Bill Michaels, 10 to 2. We're going to speak with Kurt Hoag. I'm 80% sure. Covers the Brewers for the Journal Sentinel. I think producer Austin's going to hang around. I don't know. He had a look in his eye. He's like, yeah, I'll come in tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> Zach Highford, maybe we'll hang on to him for a couple of minutes to start the day tomorrow. And then tomorrow night, I'm going to do some odds and ends that I meant to do today or yesterday. Got a couple of NFC North takes. Can do a little division talk. And then uh, I want to talk NBA. A lot of big transactions over the last week. We'll do a Friday special edition of the NBA Lounge. It'll be fun. Have an awesome Thursday night. Enjoy a stress-free night after a couple very stressful Brewers-Cubs games. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.